great. Wow. My uh, my gray my gray jeans that I like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're, they're thin. They're my nice weather jeans because they're jeans and I can wear them when it's thin and not sweat. Mm -hmm. I uh, I kicked and split like right here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very attractive. So those uh those don't exist anymore. All right. They've just the rip turned into a rip in the space time continuum, and they. You yeah, that. That joke could have been delivered about 18 times better. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, most things I say could be delivered about 18 times better. <laughs> oh, my God, Stop Jesus. making noise. Whoa! <laughs> that was just... That was excessive. That was a lot of, no a lot of noises. That was 18 what? things being delivered at once. Again, probably could have been delivered better. <laughs> I, get, I get what you're going for. Right. Oh, that's a weird sound. When I take a sip, it makes it like a sound. All right. Uh, uh, timer. Clock. Stopwatch. Start. Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, check out our... I don't think I've said Facebook in a little while, so... Yeah, do that. Check out our Facebook, Justice Losers. It's just where we post when we like, post when we do episodes. episodes. I mean, occasionally I'll post like a, I'll write something or I'll write a review for a movie, which I need to be writing a Captain Marvel review. Oh yeah, get on that. I've been slacking on that. Yeah, maybe I'll do that tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, or do that sometime during the week or never. Who knows? But yeah, check us out there. Hey Matt, cut this into the beginning of the episode. Okay. Uh, just a reminder for what you uh, for you guys, what we we have this thing that we're gonna do. Uh, if you – we are going to do a 12-hour episode, uh, finding a way to do it for charity. If you guys can get – if there's uh, four times this happened where you comment that you told a friend to watch a specific episode, one that they're, you think that they would be most interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, if they really like DC Comics, don't tell them to listen to a Marvel review or something. Right. Like, tell them to listen to something that is DC comic related. Yep. Uh, and so you comment which one you told a friend to watch mm -hmm. or listen to. And then they have to comment on that episode, just something that is related to the episode. Like balls, don't, don't, mostly. Don't just say balls. Like, say, like, comment on something we said or something like that. Something to prove that they actually listened to it. Uh, if we get that four times, we're going to do a 12-hour episode uh, at least, give or take. It will be exactly 12 hours. We're going to time it perfectly because we are podcast gods. You know, we are holding ourselves to that now. And we're going to do it for charity. We're going to find okay. a way to do it for charity. Probably set up, like, a tally of how many times I say the word fuck and I have to give... Like five dollars, swear jar, uh, or something. a dollar to charity. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, that would get expensive. Uh, do something like that where well, we're, we donate to charity or something. But do that, uh, and then oh yeah. So back to the episode. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, well, so throughout this year, uh, every month we're going to be doing an episode on the best movies of, and then go through the past decade. So we're going to start with best movies of 2010 at the end of this month. Um. And then I got like two weeks to watch all those, don't I? Yep. Shit. So I've been watching uh, over the past week or so. I've been watching a movie from 2010 that was on my watch list per day. Good lord. Yep. So I've gotten through five so far. Which ones? Uh, Monsters. Never heard of it. Uh, Meek's Cutoff. Never heard of it. Beyond the Black Rainbow. Never heard of it. The American. Never heard of it. Animal Kingdom. That used to be a show, wasn't it? There's a there's a show that's based on it. Oh yeah, I haven't heard of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I've heard of Animal Kingdom. Maybe might have heard of Animal Kingdom. It's got it's got some famous people in it. What's your favorite one? 
My just to kind of like keep this from... one probably the american it's a uh, george clooney is an assassin who has to hole up in italy after stuff goes down um and he gets hired to do one last job but Maybe he develops some emotional attachments or something, and suddenly there's enemies on all sides. Oh. It's uh, and sort of really low-key, like, not that much happens. It's a lot of just George Clooney drinking wine in Italy while walking, watching around every corner. Okay. But it manages to be surprisingly tense, um, and it also is, like, it's just an interesting exploration of uh, humanity and, like, uh, I don't know, the need for human contact i guess mm-hmm. um weirdly it reminded me of up in the air a lot which is a very different movie isn't that also george clooney that is also george clooney uh just completely different movies but they both had george clooney and they both felt like they had sort of similar themes and similar ways of thinking about those themes okay so any like any similar uh writers or producers or anything uh, i don't think so Actually, I think George Clooney produced Up in the Air. Probably. Up in the Air. What's your least favorite one of the five? Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh, you were quick on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I at least liked all the others except not Beyond the Black Rainbow. So the story's really simple. It's a woman. She's trapped in some sort of um, retro-futuristic facility because she has telepathic powers, and so she's kept heavily sedated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a maniacal psychiatrist that's keeping her under control there um and she decides to break out and the the core premise sounds pretty good uh and there's a lot of things it does right it's kind of hyper stylized um lots of really colorful almost abstract imagery and sort of this throbbing electric score going underneath Mm -hmm. but it kind of conflates artsiness with artfulness without realizing that artsiness doesn't lead to artistry Mm -hmm. and so it just feels kind of slow and artificial and forced for no good reason um so it was an interesting watch and i'm glad i watched it but i did not enjoy it i don't know anyone who was in that movie which movie beyond the black rainbow neither did i yeah michael rogers eva Bourne. hey Bourne. yeah that's uh scott highland's uh, yeah. Rondell Reynoldson. Reynoldson. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, directed by Panos Cosmatos, who directed Mandy last year with Nick Cage. That was supposed to be really good. Oh, and yeah, I haven't that seen yet. One that's creepy. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I wanna. Literally, all this person has done was writer and director of Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, new person. Yeah, new guy. Neat. All yep. right. Um, very briefly, monsters. It's about giant monsters, but it's also definitely not about giant monsters okay um it's good it's a it's it's almost like documentary style um it's a journalist and a young woman trying to get through a area populated by giant monsters in northern mexico to get to the u.s okay um meek's cutoff is sort of a super realistic western it's just a like a very small wagon train trying to get to oregon um Mm -hmm. name dropped the willamette valley which is where i grew up oh nice so that's cool um it's got uh, Michelle Williams and uh, what's-his-face that played Pike in the new Star Trek movies um, and Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Greenwood, that's his name. Uh, very slow, uh, not a lot of gunfights and whoopee in and it up, but it's, uh, it's, good, it's a good story, well-written. 
Um, and then Animal Kingdom is an Australian crime drama with uh, Joel Edgerton and Ben Mendelsohn and uh, one other famous actor who I'm forgetting, Guy Pierce, the other oh. famous Australian guy. Yeah. Um, and it's almost really good, but it's kind of weird structurally. Like, it feels like the end of a longer story, and that sort of works for it, but a lot of the stuff is handled kind of clumsily, like expositing all the stuff that had happened before. Mm-hmm. So I liked it, didn't love it, I think. The pacing was kind of off. Like, it's fast-paced and then slow, mm-hmm. and then fast-paced and then slow, and it just... It does a lot of things right, but not everything. Okay. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. Alright! Uh, <laughs> I have watched the second and third episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, finally catching back up on that. Oh, Sorry yeah. for, like, cracking my water bottle. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has, uh... Our good old boy uh, Alan Richard Alan Richson in one of them. Remind me who that is. He is Hawk, and he was the dude from Blue Mountain State. Oh yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He's a young. <coughs> have you seen uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? I'm like almost done with season four. Okay, so Hitchcock and Scully. Mm-hmm. It's a backstory, uh, uh, um, flashback story of them basically, oh. and he is a young Hitchcock, the flat top guy. I can see it. Like it shows. It, like it's great because it shows that like this this case that they were on back when they were like in back like 1989 uh-huh. and they were like super badass cops <laughs> and the whole joke is like what happened and they like show you what happened at the very end like there's just like one moment where it just like switches to them being like the fat slobs they are it's a great episode okay um definitely good three episodes I've, i saw the first episode when it came out and then just never had a chance to watch the rest of them mm-hmm. uh what else have i done i watched uh, I feel like I watched something else, but I don't remember what I watched. I don't think I watched. It. Oh, oh, I haven't seen this week's Doom Patrol yet. Okay. Uh, just because I forgot it came out until about thirty minutes ago. All right. Uh, I have been reading. I finished. Fuck. What have been? What have I been reading? Oh, Blackest Night. Oh yeah. I finished reading the Green Lanterns. Uh, so it's uh Rebirth, mm-hmm. which is Hal Jordan coming back. Then it leads into the Sinestro Core War, mm-hmm. which is Sinestro, like, wanting to fucking fight everybody. As he does. And then leads into uh, Blackest Night, which then leads into Brightest Day, which I have actually read, not read yet. Uh, it's because Blackest Night is, like, the big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's great! It's a it's a hell of a read. There's It's one of those things that um, you could just read the Blackest Night storyline. But there's like Green Lantern Blackest Night, there's Green Lantern Core Blackest Night, there's Tales of the Core, there's uh, tail, like the Black Lantern Core Blackest Night. There's all these like other okay. little offshoots. Yeah. Um, cool. That all tie into it. So like uh, there, there's an element of Kyle Rayner is um, taken over by Parallax. Mm-hmm. And to get him back, you need to like jog his memory on an emotional level. And there's a painting that he used to really love. Okay. So they send Guy Garner on a mission to go find that painting, uh-huh. and he just fucking shows back up with the painting. And then if you actually read the um, the Green Lantern Corps Blackest Night series, then you actually see that journey. But Okay, cool. There's a lot of just kind of like reading just the Blackest Night. Uh, you'll get the main story, but mm-hmm. you'll just kind of have to accept that things are happening elsewhere. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, there's several elements that I forgot happened uh, that I don't really want to spoil. There's some... Uh, for it being a Green Lantern story, it does a lot with other characters. Okay. Um, Hawk and Dove have a huge part 
that they play in it. All right. Uh, and a lot of the dead characters actually come back. I didn't realize that this was a big, like, uh, not continuity changing, but um, uh, world shifting event. Okay. I forgot that it was. Because a lot of characters that have been dead previously mm-hmm. actually, like, fully come back. And okay. they're back and then, like, resume being a part of the universe. Okay. So, it's cool. a good story. Great. Um, Jeff Johns really loves Sideways, like... The what's the thing they had back the uh, in like Hustler magazines where like you oh centerfolds yeah you take it and you fl- you turn it ninety degrees and it would like open up um it doesn't God shut up <laughs> God fucking uh <laughs> fucking phones making sounds um but no he does that a lot like every every other issue there's a big thing where you have to like turn and <laughs> read it okay. which kind of interesting thing to do once in a while but holy shit there's a lot like of times he did old that. pretty fast yeah, yeah. Uh, i think oh and i also started reading the new 52 swamp thing oh how is it i don't really like the art because it, when you have green lantern or not green lantern uh swamp thing fighting a bunch of uh unmen i don't know mm-hmm. if you yeah. okay i didn't know if that was a new thing uh but fighting a bunch of unmen which is just basically zombies mm-hmm it's very hard to see what's happening. Okay. Um, there's kind of a problem I'm seeing with some of the stuff I've been reading lately where uh, it's a two-page spread, but the the fo- or the um, the subject of the two-page spread is in the middle. Oh, And you can see why design. that's a problem. Yeah, right down that crease. <laughs> uh, so right there's kind the of a butt crack of the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a few of those things, but the story is – Pretty interesting so far. I know how it ends because it crosses over a lot with uh, Animal Man. Right. And they conclude at the same time. Okay. So I already know how it ends, so it's a little disappointing. Okay. But uh, there's some pretty interesting stuff. Was uh, that Scott Snyder writing that? Yep. Okay. Well, Scott That's, Snyder. He's good. I like him. Uh, there is uh, – yeah, I, I don't really want to get into it. There's a lot of, like, kind of twists and turns kind of throughout that um, – I feel like I need. I should have read the like. I should have borrowed your Swamp Thing before I read it, mm-hmm. just to kind of have more back knowledge of him. Right. So for the old Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. his human body isn't there, correct? Right. It's just gone. It was destroyed. That is different in the New Fifty Two. Okay. Um, because they talk about several times. He's like, you just gotta. F- you have to find the red and the green. Like you gotta find the mm. flesh inside the plant. Yeah. Um, and there's several times where like you do. You see it when he's being birthed. You see it grow over him rather than his body. Okay. Um, so I don't like that as much. Yeah, it's I kind of like like thinking like reading this and thinking back to what you've mentioned about the other Swamp Thing. I'm like, yeah, that that would probably be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't help but think of Alan Moore like seeing these and going like, look, look what they've done to my child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's still really good. Okay. Um, I cool. think that is all I've done for the most part. I can't right. remember anything else that I've done. Uh, news. 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 Well, we had us a news week. We, mm-hmm. got, a, we got a new Shazam trailer. Yes, we did. What did got you think? Two extra scenes that we haven't seen before. Uh huh. Fucking great. Yep. Uh, I like that they kind of accented the fact that he's a kid and has no idea what he's doing. Yep. Um, and then also just the really funny scene right at the end. It's like, leave yeah. Tom Fielding's in a single bound and just crash. I'm so sorry. It's great. I'm Very so good. excited. Yeah. Uh, there's some advanced reviews from screenings and they're sounding pretty darn positive. Yes. I have yet to see a negative review yeah. on it. And I have looked. Yeah. 
I am so excited. Yes. They're they're screening this earlier than they were they did for Aquaman. I think so, yeah. Like well, I guess for Aquaman 2, that the thing was that you could see it everyone could see it early if you had Amazon Prime. True. Um, but that was only like a week early. Yeah. But yeah, so we're I'm so excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh I have I have three newses okay. that might uh let me segue real quick okay. cuz I have a great segue that I'm definitely not ruining by explaining how good of a segue it is right okay. now. Probably 18 better ways I could have delivered that, oh, surely. that that segue, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of advanced reactions, Us screened, I think, yesterday at South by Southwest. Uh-huh. And people are loving it. They're calling him, they're calling Jordan Peele the new Hitchcock. Oh. So, Bold. yeah. There's that. <laughs> um, no, but apparently this is just like a nearly flawless, terrifying movie. Okay. It sounds like it ups the horror a little bit. So I'm excited to watch you watch it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm... I was I was already quite hyped for this, and I think I'm a little more hyped now. All right. Uh, we have a setting confirmed for Lord of the Rings Amazon show. <gasps> yeah, we do. Welcome to the Second Age. Woo! Uh, for people who don't know, whoops, almost lost my phone. Oh no, I lost my news. Uh, for people who don't really know all that much about Lord of the Rings lore, so basically, the Lord of the Rings series takes place in the Third Age. Very end of the Third. Very age. Very end of the Third Age, like the the king the or the coronation of Aragorn, I believe, is the beginning of the Fourth Age. Yeah. Uh, and ages are like thousands of years. Yeah, the third age ends like it's right around the year three thousand. Yeah, is when the rings. Um, age uh, the second age is Numenor is still around. Right. Uh, for people who do- again probably if you don't know this then you don't know what Numenor is. Uh, Numenor is basically the land that humans are believed to have come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are very few Numenorians left, I believe. Like, right. or dis- dis- direct descendants or something. Yeah. Aragorn is one of the few Dunedain yep. from Numenor. Yeah. Uh, blessed with long life, blah, blah, blah. They explain that in the show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we will probably see the uh, Morgoth was a, was still free during the Second Age, wasn't he? Yeah. I do believe that that is going to be a part of this. So we might get a Morgoth fight. We, got, we might mm-hmm. get a, a move of the, uh, or a, was it the banishing from Numenor? I think so. Or they bailed and they were punished. I think that, yeah. I'm Something not, like that. I, I, they left for some reason. I read the Silmarillion, but it was it Yeah, was it's, it's so hard. <laughs> I, I will say just, like, general understanding from what I remember. The first age is very mythical and, like... It's the Bible. It's, it's Genesis. It's, it's still a state of, like, near paradise. Yeah. This is when that really breaks down and you start mm-hmm. to get more granular. Like, here are some actual characters. There's heroes and villains and stories yeah. and betrayed alliances and... Uh, tension and infighting and yeah. So the the three Elven brothers that were moved around, they were in the first age too, weren't they? I think that was so. Back, way back then. I think so. We need to do. We got to. Uh, we got to do a Lord of the Rings episode. Well, we're doing a Tolkien one when the Tolkien movie comes out. Oh, that's true. In like May. Do we have a free one around that? Because there's a lot to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we could we could turn this podcast into just a straight <laughs> Tolkien podcast oh, and absolutely. still keep going for years. Yeah. Uh, so we'll probably, you'll probably see one of those coming up. If you guys are interested in Lord of the Rings, prepare for that. We'll go full, full Tolkien nerd. Yep. He's, he's working on reading like the rest of the Tolkien stuff. Yeah. I lent him my collection, which I haven't even read. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, have you opened any of the other ones yet? No, not yet. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear the seam crack or the, yeah. <laughs> the spine cracking. I haven't touched those. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Matt. Uh, we've got a few other trailers. We got a new Brightburn trailer. Uh, I am officially not going to see that movie. Okay. Why is that? The eye thing. 
Oh. Can't fucking do it. Yep. Nope. I I ha- I didn't see the rest of the trailer after that. Okay. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, uh, it like you, you see the eye stretch with it. Mm-hmm. I just no. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably still see it because it's awesome, but I will actively look away from that scene. Fair like, enough. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I don't like eye things. Fair enough. Um, speaking of movies that I probably won't actually drag you to, uh, Midsommar. I don't know what that is. That's the new one from the guy who directed Hereditary, mm. which I didn't like but thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they, it's a young, I think, American couple, and they're going to go off to a little almost commune in somewhere in Scandinavia and participate in some sort of spring healing ritual. So it's got kind of shades of the Wicker Man, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and then things are going to go full horror direction from there, I believe. Okay. So that should be fun. <clears throat> Cool. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, uh, we have a replacement for Will Smith, which I didn't know was happening. Yeah, I forgot. I probably had heard at some point that he was out, but I forgot about that. This is just a fucking mess. I yeah. think this. I, I think. <sighs> so apparently, so I didn't know this. I I hadn't seen this happening. I think we even talked about it, but I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. David Ayer stepped down from Suicide Squad two. Mm-hmm. James Gunn stepped in. Uh, and Will Smith had to step down from the role because he, at first I thought it was going to be like, he didn't like, uh, James Gunn. It's actually just straight up scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're replacing, they're re- recasting him, which recasts have happened in big movies and been fine. Yep. Brody is one of like, yeah. notably. Yeah. Uh, they cast Idris Elba, which is no, not good. Not a good cast, but it's Idris Elba. It's Idris Elba, better. but you don't cast... Uh, let's see. You don't cast Tom Holland as Superman. That's fair. That's not his, that's not the personality that he portrays. Okay. Deadshot is not a charming, like, uh, screen, like, screen commanding character. Okay. That's not what he is. He's a, Will Smith was a, was a little bit, I almost want to say too masculine. Like, not masculine, but like. Macho, almost. Macho. Yeah. Deathstro- uh, Deadshot's not really macho. Like, Idris Elba would be a better Deathstroke than a Deadshot. Yeah, I could see that. Um, He'd look good with the white beard and hair, too. That he fucking would, dude. <laughs> uh, it's just... No, it's it's not a good cast. This With what DC, with how DC is going now with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, mm-hmm. they're, in, they're, they're trucking in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Clearly in a good direction. Don't ruin it by following up a bad movie with recasts and tonal shift and... I think they're just doing this as like a soft reboot of Suicide Squad. Because they're taking out most of the side characters and adding King Shark and Peacemaker and Polka Dot Man. My god. Yeah. They are... That's not a smart move. Adding Peace... peace like, well, I mean, even King Shark. Like, Peacemaker and Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. I barely know them. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it'll, be, it'll be fun. It gives. It they're gives... going to be cannon fodder. I can guarantee that they're going to be. They're going to be. Except James Gunn's chasing Dave Bautista for Peacemaker. Okay, that's a big enough name that I feel like that would. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's all. Also, to be fair, the MCU was built on fucking unknowns. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm thinking this is kind of his Guardians of the Galaxy moment. He takes a bunch of unknowns and does hair, sort of a. Um, you can put a wig on Dave Batista. <laughs> I think he does. I gotta remember 
Peacemaker is one of those guys that like you just don't really remember. Oh, it was a Charleston, uh, Charleston comic first. Okay. Uh, so back with like Charleston Comics is a comic company that, uh, along with Wildstorm, which we'll get to, um, and uh, Vertigo and stuff like that. Uh, or not Vertigo. Um, Wildstorm. Fuck it. Other things that DC took in. Fawcett. That was the one I was gonna get to. Speaking yep. of Shazam, uh, things that DC took in. Uh, notably, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle is a Charleston comic. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, he's a, that's a good cast mm-hmm. to have Dave Batista do that. Okay. He has not been around for a fucking while. Yeah. No, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of him at all. So yeah, he was in day of judgment barely, but <laughs> all right. he is, he has not been around. Okay. No one gives a shit about Peacemaker. Well, now we will. If he's cast as Dave Batista and in, in a James Gunn soft reboot of the suicide squad yeah i'm i'm reasonably optimistic for this i james gunn's a talented guy and it sounds like he's not making himself be beholden to the the first version Mm -hmm. so he's got some he's got some room to play and it's kind of it's an interesting it's an interesting movie for him to play with yep all right um there's a dark phoenix international trailer it's basically the same as the second trailer but we get to see how she gets the phoenix power oh which is probably going to be like the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Goes into space and the Phoenix power phoenixes her. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a... Still hyped for that, but... Yeah, no, weirdly. I... I don't know. I, I'm i a huge... Like, with movies at least, it's... I, I don't know. Nice. Uh, we saw the Dark Phoenix storyline. We didn't see it done well, though. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I also just really like Sophie Turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no. I'm excited to see her. Yeah. And I I mean, the last X-Men I I know what you just realized, but the last <laughs> the, the last X-Men movie was was a bit of a flop, but usually they don't do two bad ones in a row. Yeah. So I and if they're if they if they're serious about this being like the actual end, then Give some some room to do some fun stuff. And they could just kill everybody at the very end. I'm I'm reasonably sure a lot of people are going down on this one. No, I I need to. Yeah, it's coming out. Yep. Uh, um, well, so what what did you what did no? What did, do we have any other stuff before we're gonna go? Oh uh, yeah, we. Sh- uh, I've got see. uh Swamp Thing, the original uh '82 Swamp Thing actress uh Alice Cable. A- oh, or no, Adrienne Barbeau. Adrienne Barbeau is coming to the Swamp Thing series. Oh, that'll be fun. Yep. Um, let's I don't see. Know. Uh, Christopher Christopher Nolan's next movie is going to start shooting in June. Um, there was a report that it was <clears throat> going to be a romantic thriller in the vein of Inception, meeting North by Northwest. Oh but, yeah, Andrew was telling me that. But that rumor has officially been shot down. Oh, so that information is incorrect. We don't know what it's going to be. I think that's for the best. Nolan doesn't do character very well, and romance would not be. Great. Rachel! <laughs> yeah, that's the most romantic moment he's ever filmed. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'd, I'd rather him lean a little more thriller than romantic. Yep. So, still, just, just yeah, excited. we're getting another Christopher Nolan movie. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, anything else? I've got some. I've got some good news about the CW. Bull. Shit. Arrow. Unless Arrow's ending. Arrow's ending. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. That, well, it wasn't like a. Unless Arrow's ending, and it was like, oh, it happens to be. No, I did see that. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. It's ending after season eight. <sighs> but like, you know what I don't like about that? What? The show, the, the channel's ending it because it's like, I think it's, it's time to move on. It's not ending because it's getting canceled because it sucks. Yeah. So like they're like they're getting away with this. Yeah. They're getting away with the existence. Like canceling <laughs> a show is the most like saying this was bad most of the time. Unless you get like a firefly, firefly. situation. <laughs> I think that's the example everyone comes up with. It, like, it's a good the obvious one, yeah. Um but canceling a show is saying that this is bad. Letting the show run till when the creators want to end it is saying that it's good enough. Breaking bad. Yeah. This is not good enough. <laughs> Makes me mad. Yep. Oh, well, at least Arrow will be done. All right. Arrow's not even the worst one. From what I hear, it's the one of the best ones. Yeah. The rest of them just also like Legends of Tomorrow is just a. Oh, God. It's like it's a bad trip of someone reading Crisis and in Infinite Earths. <laughs> like or like a oh, crisis event where everyone's involved. Mm hmm. Like, uh, Forever Evil, maybe. Like, where they're just, like, reading and they just see a bunch of characters and then they're, like, tripping so they get the characters wrong and they get people like White Canary. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's, it's, and it's just a mess. Yeah. Like, time, uh, time travel is a tough thing to do in media because you have to be really careful about, like, breaking rules. Right. That, like, everyone has expectations of, like, what's going to happen if you, like, kill this person way back then. Like, there should be a lot that changes, blah, blah, blah. Right. You made a show based on that. Yeah. I mean, there's comics based on that, but, like, it comics kind of just, like, contradict themselves. Comics, can, comics can play faster and looser with the rules, I think. Yeah. So. Ugh. All right. Damn it. <laughs> on better news, what did Sophie Turner remind you of? Oh, we got a little, uh, little, little, little teaser, little, little trailer, yeah, of something called Game of Thrones. Yeah, fucking finally. Yes, you cannot see anything. I know there is so much in this in the in in the trailer, but there is nothing that spoils anything. Guarantee you, everything's from the first two episodes. I I disagree. I still think. Well, no, I don't know. So maybe three. Full spoilers for Game of Thrones if you're not caught up. So the the thing that I, one thing that I noted, is people are saying Arya is running through. I'm not gonna say one thing I noted because there's multiple things I want to say. People are mm-hmm. saying Arya is running through the catacombs of Winterfell. Those tunnels also seem reminiscent of King's Landing. True. I think that could be in King's Landing. I don't think. I think it's safe to say that we don't know where that is. Also, yeah. there's fucking tunnels everywhere. There's tunnels in Casterly Rock. It could be in fucking Casterly Rock. We don't know. We don't know. Um, Yunkai. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking well, go way twist. Yeah. Just everyone is like, hey, uh, Winterfell's fucked. Let's go over there. Or not Winterfell. Uh, Westeros. Westeros is fucked. Let's just go over to But definitely Essos. Winterfell. <laughs> Wester- oh, yeah. So the thing I was going to say, the one thing I noticed is that final clip where it's like a standoff. Mm-hmm. People are saying that that's going to be – that's like the fight for Winterfell, which mm-hmm. is very believable mm-hmm. because it could be the first few episodes. Like first episode. Winterfell's – like we said, Winterfell's fucked before the end of the first episode. Completely mm, gone. Before the end of the second. I'd I'm going to say before the end of the first. I okay. think it's going to be a – Because the – I'm guessing what it, whatever – because you read the same article I did about that battle scene. Yeah. That's going to be that battle, and it's going to be like an hour or See, an hour and a that's, half. that's – I think – 
that's what the first episode is. I think the way they, I the way that I kind of get chills thinking about it is like the first episode. There's so little plot to it. It's just look what the fuck is gonna happen this season. So it's like maybe 15 minutes of like, because they're they're now south of the wall. Mm-hmm. The walk between the wall and Winterfell is pretty fucking boring. Yep. We can just assume that they traveled that like over this year and a half that we haven't seen the show. Yeah. So it's just like John and Danny and everyone in Winterfell preparing okay. or like them getting to Winterfell and preparing mm-hmm. and then just the battle because it's basically the show going, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And they just get obliterated. Mm-hmm. And then like the last 15 minutes is them bailing down to <laughs> like yeah. wherever they can. We can we can speculate about this on a different episode. We'll have to yeah. do something. But but uh, are are you hyped? Oh, so fucking hyped, dude! Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, like I watched it three times. Like, yeah. and I'm trying, I'm trying not to, like, watch it very carefully and like try to pick things out because I like mm-hmm. I don't want I have enough faith in them. Yeah. It was like with uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi. Like yeah. I just didn't want to nitpick it. Yeah. Um. What was the thing? Oh, I saw the 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 Night King interview. Did you see that? No. The, like a rare interview with the guy who plays Night King. Okay. Where he actually reveals that he was the guy that John killed in season five. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you want to be Night King in six through eight? And he's like, yeah, sure. Fun. Um, he said something that bothers me. If do you mind if I say it? It's kind of it. It's uh, it's a hint towards the intentions of the Night King. Okay. He said it's he's just pure bad, which bothers me because that feels like a misreading of his own character. Andrew or Andrew said that um, it violates George R. R. Martin's own how he approaches things. That there's no good or bad in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I always just great. read him as force of nature. Yeah, I I think that there is something. Also, I'm pretty certain that Sam's uh, Sam Sam Junior is going to be turned. Mm. We can t- we can we can talk uh, about uh, we'll need to, theories. We'll need to do a Game of Thrones theories yeah, episode. We'll have yeah. to do that. Like not even an episode, just a special thing that we do. Yeah. We can get Andrew on here. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew and Emily. If we can get another mic, yeah. she she loves doing theories and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, moving on. Okay. Uh, just because we talked for a while, you might even want to cut some of that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So what are we talking about today? Okay, we're going to the going to the topic. All right. So Matt, to Preston. What are the Mona Lisa, your Facebook profile picture, and a postcard from Marshall County, South Dakota all have in common? They're images? They're images. Ah, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Woo, that was a dumb fucking intro. So, uh, this is attempt two at doing an image episode. You know what I'm going to do just for the sake of making sure? I'm going to go check to make okay. sure we're still recording. Please do. Oh, I just hit my mic. All right, I will cut that out. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, last time we recorded, it was basically a history lesson. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to do a little less of that. Okay. I also just watched a documentary on Image Comics. Oh, that'll help. That had multiple more things from Wikipedia that were not on Wikipedia that I can. Oh, perfect. I, so I have more of a rounded. So I have Wikipedia had things that the documentary didn't, and vice versa. Okay. So, uh, 1991. A very good year. Marvel Comics was the number one comic company in the world. What a concept. Hurt my soul. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Um, in fact, there were seven really, really, really popular creators. Uh, 
39 of the top 50 comics in 1991 were created by these seven people. Who are these seven people? These seven people are Eric Larson, enemy of the show Rob Liefeld, Jim Valentino, Todd McFarland, who you might know from my, no, well, I will just get into that more. Jim Lee, Will Sportatio, and Chris Claremont. Those are the seven guys who basically controlled the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them worked for Marvel, and all of them were pretty fucking unhappy with how Marvel was going. So what was Marvel doing wrong? Marvel was, okay, I, we made that a bigger deal than it actually was. <laughs> like, it's like Marvel, Marvel did one thing. No, uh, so the problem that these guys had with the way Marvel worked is um, Marvel didn't give the rights to the creators of the things that they created. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like financial stuff that they weren't getting paid very much for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And Rob Liefeld in particular was really not fucking happy with this. He just seems like he's not a happy person in general. He seems like a totally happy true. guy. He just seems like a really happy guy. Yeah. He's such an egotist though. Right. Like throughout this documentary I was watching, there was a lot of like, I did this and I and me and I'm the best. And I was like, fucking ease up, dude. Yeah. Like Jim Lee, like granted he is, he's a very good, uh, whew, he was a very good creator. I don't like what he's done personally. Mm-hmm. I think his drawing is ridiculous and I think his writing is obscene, Okay, but it doesn't mean I don't respect. He's got a legacy. What his, what his impact has been. Yeah. So Rob Liefeld, if you listen to any of these episodes, you definitely have heard me shit on you. Take this. I do definitely absolutely fucking respect you as a comic creator. <laughs> like 100%. We really appreciate you being an enemy of the show. Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to have you on sometime. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? That'd be great. If like of any comic creator, the one that I shit on persistently. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would love to have him on. That'd be, yeah, no, that'd be like, really great actually. Especially like with someone. So Rob Liefeld is the one that kind of headed this thing. Mm-hmm. He looked at, uh, he was doing Marvel and he was like, you know what? Fucking the next thing I do is going to be my own. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to do what I can. So he talked to, uh, I believe it was going to be, to- it was Todd McFarlane and, I-, I don't have these written down in the right order. I believe it was Todd McFarlane and Jim Valentino were the first two that he went to and was like, look, I have this idea. And they were like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what we should really do? We should get Jim Lee on board. Because mm. Todd McFarland and uh, Rob Rob Liefeld were both kind of like the bad boys at Marvel. Mm-hmm. They were like the one, like the rebels and stuff like that. Yeah. Jim Lee was the poster child. Jim Lee was the goody two shoes boy that did everything, and he was like the top dude. It's because he's got a monosyllabic first name, and his last name's Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Stan Lee or Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so we got three of those. Uh, so they came. They went to uh, Jim Lee, and they're like, "Hey." We got this idea. We're going to fucking leave. And he's like, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, there was – apparently there was no, like, decision. It was like a 30-second thought. And then he was like, I'm in. Right. Um, they proceeded to then also get Eric Larson and their friend Will Sportacio, which is perfect name ever. Um, Pretty great. And they're like, all right, we're going to do this fucking thing. We're going to go to Marvel and say, hey, look, we're leaving. Not and it wasn't like a hey here's things that we want you to fix or we're leaving it's we're fucking out of here dude Not and Marvel was like ah nuts <laughs> and then so then and then they took that idea ran with it and created Squirrel Girl nuts oh I do apologize please I'm continue. done with this episode <laughs> <laughs> um so then these guys went to DC mm-hmm. and DC was like and it just so just imagine. 
1992. Oh, it was still 1991. Uh, fucking 80% of the comics, top comics, are being written by these guys. Mm-hmm. And DC's like, you know, it'd be really cool if we got those guys. Those guys walk in the front doors and they're like, is this happening? Is this fucking happening? Holy shit. Guys, 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 it's Jim Lee. And they walk up and go, fuck you, it will never work for you. It's like, what did we do? <laughs> so, like, I just imagine, I'm pretty sure it was more civil than that, but they basically went to the executives and were like, fuck you, we'll never work for you. And they're just like, who are these guys? <laughs> what, what the hell? Ugh. Well, not who were these guys. They definitely knew who Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld were. Yeah. Um, so basically, and also just a side note, Todd McFarlane has had already left oh, Marvel. Okay. Um, he'd kind of been burned out apparently. Like he, uh, he had a kid and like, there was mm. a lot of stuff that he was just like, not, nah, not for me anymore. So he'd already left. All right. Um, only after leaving him with one of their most enduringly popular characters in Venom. Yeah, that definitely that. Uh, so these guys went and formed Image Comics. Rob Liefeld had this idea. He's actually the one who came up with the name and the logo. Oh, I um, would not have expected that from him. It's yeah, so subdued it's so and professional exactly. and elegant. It's so weird. Huh. Uh, so they created uh, Image Comics under two rules. One is that Image only owns the logo and the name. Okay. Um, and this was just – Image Comics was purely made for these guys who just wanted to do their own thing and make their own money. Um, Sounds like a dirty communist plot to me. You are wearing red. You're the communist. Oh, God, Matt's shirtless in here now. I am not comfortable with this. Shave your chest. No. <laughs> uh, so that the first rule is Image only owns the logos and the name. And two is that no partner would interfere with the other's business. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, so in 1992, uh, five of them... Uh, I don't, uh, Chris Claremont was not one of them and he, Chris Claremont was not considered an actual partner and Will Sportatio had a family emergency that he had to go to the, go back to the Philippines for you were having fucking trouble putting that shirt back on dude. my right armpit is way sweatier than my left what a sentence <laughs> uh, so well, Will Sportatio was back in the Philippines so he didn't open but the other five Todd McFarland uh, Jim Lee, Eric Larson, Jim Valentine, Mark Zosji, and Rob Liefeld. Six, not five. I can't count. Um, all of them opened their own studio. Okay. Uh, Todd McFarland, very professionally, uh, named his Todd McFarland Productions. Classy. Original. Uh, Jim Lee named his Wildstorm Productions. I like it. It's got uh, energy. It's got character. Eric Larson named his Highbrow, which sounds very hoity-toity. Indeed. Uh, Jim Valentino created Shadowline, which sounds pretty epic. Uh, I like it. Uh, Mark Sylvester wrote, uh, created Top Cow, which is what? odd. Odd. As opposed to Bottom Cow? No, Bottom Pig. Bottom, bottom pig. pig. Top Cow. Uh, okay. And then good old Rob Liefeld, the guy who made Captain America's chest a 20-gallon barrel. <laughs> Named it Extreme Studios, because what else would Rob Liefeld name his production company? In the early 90s. In the early 90s. (laughs) So he got Extreme Studios. And holy fuck, were they successful. Okay. So not only were these guys the top celebrities, this was was amidst the, the kind of the genesis of creators matter and they are celebrities. Okay. Like, so people started realizing that these guys are the ones behind everything, 
and then hearing like a CNN CNN did an did a piece on it. Wow, that they were leaving and starting their own thing. Okay, and they had enough like name recognition. They built had a huge amount of name recognition. Called them. Well, there were comic the book stuff. Yeah, there were okay. comic book stores that had spotlights for signings by these guys. Wow, and people were lined up in the streets and just like movie star like red carpet level kind of shit. Wow. Spawn number one made made uh, sold two million copies. It's still the best selling comic to this day, right? Still, uh, I think it's been overtaken. I don't know which one it was. Okay, but yeah, like yeah. Up, like the second one or something. Yeah, young uh, and that was Todd McFarlane's. Rob Liefeld made uh, Young Blood, which sold one point five million, mm-hmm. and then Wildcats under Jim Lee, Savage Dragon under Eric Larson, Shadowhawk under Jim Valentino, and Cyberforce under Mark Silvestri all sold over five hundred thousand copies. That's pretty good. This was also helped by the fact that the speculator boom was at this time. Ah, uh, yes. So everyone Do was explain. like, oh. Todd McFarland is made, making his own thing, and he's, like, releasing, you know, number number one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy, like, 40 of them and then sell them when, uh, in 18 years when my kid goes to college. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Yeah. you can still buy, uh, was it Savage Dragon number one? You can still buy for, like, two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the thing the, about supply and demand. Yep, that and that's a, that's a real fucking market thing. And yeah. I think we could talk about that a little bit. With the economics mm-hmm. episode, whenever Hannah comes in, for she's going to talk about accounting. Yeah, accounting. Oh, different. never mind. We have different things. <laughs> anyway, so these guys did a whole fucking bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to jump through some kind of. That was 1992 when they started. I'm just going to jump through a little bit of like side history, funny things, not funny things or like things that were important. Okay. Uh, Liefeld got yelled at by Tom Cruise. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Amidst all of like their popularity, they were Rob Liefeld was also really interested in Hollywood. He okay. wanted their I stuff to get like put on the big screen, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he had meetings set up. He had a meeting set up with uh, Tom Cruise. He was late to said meeting. Of course he was. He shows up, and Tom Cruise goes, "Come with me." And they walk into a separate room, and he just starts fucking berating him. <laughs> And just chewing him out, oh. and it's like you are unprofessional. Like you don't like uh, you were never late for these meetings. Blah blah blah. And at the very end, goes, "Let's go make a fucking movie," or something <laughs> like that. Uh. So like he got chewed out, but then Tom Cruise was like, "I mean, I'm still interested in this shit. Let's go do it." Yep. Didn't make a movie. It's not out. Um. But so as they progressed, uh, they started kind of falling behind. They realized that none of them actually know how to how to do business. Um, because they're all drawers, they're right. all bred artists. Exactly. So they hired uh, Larry Martyr as the executive director. To Who's start that? Kind of like I don't fucking know. All right, he's just a dude. He was the head executive director of Image Comics. That's fucking what he was. Wow, look at that. Uh, so then, then they started looking at hiring more people into their companies. Uh, so Alan Moore was actually hired by Wildstorm and began writing part of the Wildcats. Oh. Uh, I didn't even know that. Dale Keown, who was huge with the Hulk, mm-hmm. wrote uh, uh, Pit, which is an image comic thing. Okay. Sam Keith, who was a – did a lot with Marvel, All right. uh, wrote The Max. Okay. Um, then the bust happened. So, what was that? So, the bust was basically how everyone realized that shit was not – or, like, selling comics – Comics was not a valid, like, now was not a valid investment. Just right. buying all these comics is not going to do anything. 
because people realized, oh, for something to be worth a lot, it has to it has to either be rare or has to have at once at one time been worth nothing. Right. Um, Marvel went bankrupt. Nine out of ten comic stores closed. Not a, not a good time for comic companies. Yep. People blamed Image. Image didn't do jack shit. Marvel yeah. and DC started producing five variant covers. Uh, killing Superman, bringing him back, which didn't fucking matter because yeah. there was 50 years of Superman. No one cared. Uh, just all these things that Marvel and DC were doing, but you had these new guys that, like, there were the rebels that left. Also, bear in mind, this is a side thing, this was not a risk for any of these guys. No. Because if you're the best at your job and you're like, I'm going to go do this other thing, and you're like, oh, that didn't work out. Hey, can I come back? If you were the best, there's no way they're going to turn you down. Right. You make money for them. Yeah. So, like, this was not a risk for them. They were just like, I just want to make more money doing my own thing. Yep. Um, Do you think it was just about the money, or was it more just about having creative independence? Uh, it depends on the person. I think some of them had different reasons for doing different things. Okay. Uh, then the Brotherhood of Image started to kind of decay. Mm. Uh, Jim and Rob, Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld, both kind of were like, hey, let's go back and work with some Marvel, like kind of, and which Marvel was like, yes, please. All of these characters are broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, so they started to do some kind of repair work with Marvel working with them. What was that face? I burped. Oh, okay. Um, people didn't like that. It was kind of a, like mm, kind of violating what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then there was a huge kind of break up, break up between Sylvester and Liefeld where Liefeld was accused of poaching, uh, writers and people from Sylvester's Top Cow. Uh, uh, then... It sounds like a low-down, dirty, bottom pig move to me. Yeah, it actually wasn't the case. No. Because, uh, like, you don't own the writers. Uh, you don't? <laughs> like, he... Everyone I've ever met in Hollywood's been lying to me. This, uh... The guy that I can't remember the name of the guy that uh, that got moved over that moved over to Extreme, but he was like he was just looking for something different, and Rob Liefeld offered him something different. Cocaine, mostly. <laughs> I feel like Rob did a lot of cocaine. Kind of seems like he seems like the guy who would do cocaine. Did you do cocaine, Rob? You should let us know. I spit all over my computer. Um, Bring some cocaine when you come so guest. Us. Because of all of this, there was a vote. Mm-hmm. Image Comics, the seven creators. Uh, set up a process for voting a part partner out, and what it contain what it uh consisted of is it has to be a unanimous except for the question the guy in question unanimous vote that he should be removed, and then after a at least month cooldown period they do another vote that has to be unanimous. Okay, I like that. Rob Liefeld quit before the second vote, like 30 minutes before the second vote. <laughs> so like they voted anyway and voted him out. Yeah, but he quit. So Rob Liefeld was out. Okay. Um, then in 1998, Lee sold um, wood uh, Wildcats to – I looked down at my computer. I saw my wood grain sticker, so I almost mm-hmm. said wood grain. Uh, Rob Liefeld sold – damn it. Wildcats. Jim Lee stole, sold Wildcats to DC. Okay. Which – Oh, that's then, why they have them. Yep. Right. Which people were just like, you motherfucker. So that was pretty much just like the um, – did I say Jim? That's not who it's supposed to be. Shit. Oh, no, I was right. Okay, we're good. Uh, I, My notes. I no. just realized Jim Valentino and Jim Lee, so I shouldn't have been writing first names in some of these because oh, yeah. it's no. starting to get confusing. 
Um, around this time, Marvel, like 1998, 1999, Image was starting to kind of make its breakthrough in the TV. Wildcats had its own animated series, which oh. I saw a trailer of, and it had people that I know, which wow. was fucking weird. Wow, wow. Uh, Savage Dragon had a t- had an animated show. Mm-hmm. The Spawn movie came out. Which oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Was it's all right. Not I great. I haven't seen it. It definitely has the of the nineties. Oh, yeah. Uh and then the Spawn HBO show, which Todd McFarlane fucking swears by. He okay. loves the HBO show, which I want to go watch. Uh the Witchblade show, which was not advertised as a comic show because it was a live action comic book show and they were like, Hey, this is just a thing and mm-hmm. not saying it was a comic thing because This would have been still pre X Men even, right? Yeah. 1998, 1999. Yeah. yeah. So superheroes didn't really have the screen yep. profile uh so then in 1999 jim valentino became the publisher of uh because he was just like we need to bring in some other stuff mm-hmm. uh and then began the i almost said decay but the rather the growth the evolution into the image comics we know okay. so up until now it's all been superhero stuff right everything was just savage dragon uh like the sto- standard stuff you'll get from dc and marvel mm-hmm um so when did they turn into walking dead and injection and killer be killed so in 1999 jim valentino brought in an a then unknown brian michael bendis who wrote powers i've heard of him yeah he wrote powers which is a uh it's a it's a it's a noir uh superhero story but it's it's, it follows a detective that's not a superpower or superhero that lives in a world of superheroes called powers that explains why brian michael bendis wrote jessica jones yes he then went along to create jessica jones Uh like bendis was a big fucking dude he wrote like every he wrote on like every marvel title yeah um so that happened and then in 2002 a young boy named kirk robertman uh, robert kirkman came in Well, that's his name now. <laughs> Kirk Robert, man. Uh, he came in, and so he had this – he was this, like, nerdy kid that had never heard of Image Comics and then ended up giving Jim Valentino a ride to the airport hmm. and started pitching this idea, uh, for like, his, like, ideas for comics. So he was brought in to write a run of this thing called Super Patriot. Okay. Don't know what it is. Super low-key thing. Um, and then he had this other idea. Mm-hmm. Of a superhero thing. Just teasing you. <laughs> uh, and at this point, it was kind of like... Like, superheroes were starting to fade. The only ones that were still running were uh, Savage Dragon and uh, Spawn at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirkman pitched Invincible, which okay. is its own thing. Which ran for like 140 issues. Jeez. Like a long run for... I don't think even Sega's at that point yet. I think they're at like yeah, I don't think so. I think they're at like in the eighties or nineties or something. They're yeah. up there, but I don't think they're at that point yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so he pitched this idea and it became fucking great. Then he had this idea. Hey, I got a zombie comic. Hey, and Jim Valentino was like, "Fucking no, <laughs> that sounds stupid." This was before zombies got really popular again, yeah. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I it's it, trust me, it's really good." And he's like, "No." And then he was, like, talking to other guys. Uh, Robert Kirkman was talking to other guys. And they're like, yeah, you just got to, like, something that hooks them. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, all right, Jim, here's the thing. And I want to tell you this. 
but it's a zombie book that is a that it it turns out it's actually an alien invasion. Uh huh. And he's like, interesting. And he's like, yeah. And the first few issue or the first like few arcs, I'm gonna put little hints and stuff that lead to people to believe it's an alien invasion. Mm-hmm. And they started reading, <clears throat> and um, oh, where's his name? Damn it. Uh, Eric Stevenson, who later in 2008 became the publisher of Image Comics, mm-hmm. was reading it like issue like four or five, and was like, "There's no alien invasion in this thing." <laughs> and he goes, "Ah, yeah, no, that was a lie. It's just a just a zombie book." <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so had Robert Kirkman, Kirk Robertman, not lied about The Walking Dead, we would not have The Walking Dead. Oh man, because Jim Valentino was pushing back on it hard. Yeah. Um. Jim Valentino was in, like, you know, if had he actually told me, like, other things other than it was just a zombie book, I definitely would have said yes, because mm-hmm. there's, like, so much to this. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, then, so he made Walking Dead. Uh, Eric Larson then became publisher. Then Eric Stevenson then became publisher. People ever just, everyone kept yeah. changing publishers. Um, first thing that Eric Stevenson did was make Kirk, uh, Kirk Robertman one of the partners. Oh, very smart. Only time images ever actually added partners. Okay, is Robert Kirk, is Kirk Robertman the guy who created Walking Dead? Which literally, if you like Walking Dead and Invincible, like two of the top fucking things. Yeah, all of his idea, easily one like probably one of the best original comic creators. Like along with you know Bendis and uh, Brubaker and Alan Moore, Alan Moore, yeah. like these guys. Uh, so then Kirkman and Stevenson were like, hey, who are other people we can bring to Marvel? And they had a list. Brian K. Vaughn, who created Sega. Saga. Sega Saga, man, eh, whatever. Sega's uh, the video game Ed Brugge- system. Well, it, you can also call it a saga. No, you Sega. can't. All right, saga. Uh, Ed Brubaker, who we know very well, yes. and I swear by that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Morrison, who is very Scottish. I heard him talking on a video, and he is very Scottish. Interesting. Like, so Scottish. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, Mark Miller. You mean Millar? Millar. They were all saying Miller. Okay. I'm pretty confident it's Miller at this point. If they knew him personally, I'm pretty confident it's Miller at this point. Interesting. Uh, Matt Fraction, who's done a lot with Marvel. Okay. I haven't actually heard of him. Uh, Rick Remender, who also did a lot with Marvel. No idea. They both worked on uh, Secret Wars, uh, Secret Avengers, Captain America, like all the, like, they worked on the big stuff. Okay. Uh, And Alan Moore. Oh. Alan Moore didn't get sucked in, but everyone else did. Uh, they started sucking these people in this was probably post alan moore's went crazy phase oh absolutely this was 2008 2008 2009 he was probably crazy by then yeah oh absolutely i mean he's always been crazy yeah he's always been crazy (laughs) uh then what really brought image back or not back but like brought image to like just we're amazing wasn't only image that was brought along it was marvel and dc Mm -hmm. with the creation of something that we all kind of know as iron man the movie I I heard I've heard of that one. I should I should see it sometime. Yeah, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good movie. It's pretty yeah. charming. Uh, a lot of the people at Image apparently actually think that Robert Downey mo- Robert Downey movie. No. <laughs> God damn it, Robert Downey. They they claim that Robert Downey Jr. saved comics because I, I, yeah, had that movie not gone well, Hollywood would have just turned its face away from comic movies ever. Yeah, forever, ever, ever. Yeah. Um. And, like, because of this Hollywood going, hey, superhero movie, like, comic book movies fucking work, but also they're starting to look at, like, ooh, maybe superheroes are starting to, like, die off. 
We've got The Walking Dead happened. Mm-hmm. Outcast got picked up. Mm-hmm. Kingsman came out. Kingsman 2 came oh, out. Yep, yep. Happy is happening. Mm-hmm. The Wicked and the Divine is getting made. Mm-hmm. Sex Criminals is being made. Mm-hmm. And Spawn is being remade. These mm-hmm. are all image comics. Mm-hmm. These are all some of the best image comics that are there. Like, the top ones are uh, Walking Dead. Uh, top running ones right now, Walking Dead, Saga, uh, Paper Girls, Happy, The Wicked and the Divine, and Sex Criminals. Okay. Those are the top fucking running ones right now. So, clearly, from Image Comics, like, being all superheroes to through all this just, like, weird shit happening, like, in the comic world. Mm-hmm. And then Kirk Robertman going, hey, zombies. Image was like, hey, Let's do some different shit. Yeah. And that's where we get where we are now. Image Woo. Comics is widely known as just the like bring what you have bring what you have and make sure there's a penis in it. <laughs> make sure there's penis there's penises <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um they do enjoy taking advantage of their nudity. Like it's it is now just this place where you can write what you want. There mm-hmm. there have been hundreds of stories in image comics like obviously mm-hmm. not the ones like not not as big as like saga and walking dead that right like pop culture knows about now the the uh i believe it was the tight end of the philadelphia eagles wrote a story or wrote hmm. a comic with image comics because their whole thing is like if it's good let's write it yeah it's not there there's no oversight right well there's there's a little oversight it's I mean, they, they're going to pick and choose what you publish yeah. with them. Like, uh, so the reason we're doing this one is because we had a Blumhouse episode. So I was like, hey, right. I have an equivalent of Blumhouse to comics. Mm-hmm. Um, Blumhouse is basically just like throw money at everything. Right. Image is a little more selective. I looked through their uh, um, application process and like you've got to have mm-hmm. quite a bit to oh, yeah. even be yeah, considered. Yeah. But they're – Let's let's give them a taste of the wide variety of image comics that there are. Oh yeah. So there's one I cannot remember the name of it where it's about a superpowered hooker. Sounds like it should be sex criminals, but I don't think it is. It's not sex criminals. I can't remember what it is. I wish I had written it down because I thought about writing it down, but now that I'm now, like this whole uh like this this pitch that will like just say stories and give a synopsis of what the story is about it just popped in my head right now so okay. there's a superpowered hooker all right there is zombies many, with the walking many dead zombies, yep there is uh what is witches about witches mostly i mean and also the meaning of family and uh you know <laughs> well it's about these fucking people in the forest that like eat people and like Yep. Yeah. Witches. Witches. Mostly. Uh, then there is uh, a very alternate history Manhattan Projects, mm-hmm. which is basically following actually the brother of Robert Oppen- uh, Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. uh, who actually ate Robert Oppenheimer and yep. consumed him. Uh, and now there are aliens invading, and there are people who are cyborgs, and uh, FDR's a FDR, FDR is... Uh, an AI. Yep. And so there's that. There is it's Killer Be Killed, which is just this guy who has to prove to a demon or not. He has to kill people as rent for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, there is what are other ones that I've read? Uh, uh, there's one about a rogue AI that's actually also ghosts. 
Injection? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Injection. Uh, Gosh, when are we getting Volume 4 for that? Yeah, uh, there is uh, a crazy old man who gets a giant fucking sword that heals him of everything, and then he murders a god. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that one's pretty great. There is – I feel like a, uh, there's a Secret Service that – are of people who are really fucking good and have superpower gadget or super gadgets and mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a, an alternate future with like that's very western with um oh the yeah the four, the four horsemen and one of them didn't want to die and the rest of them are little kids trying to kill the fourth one. Yep. Uh, there's just so you now understand with just the series of words that we have been saying for the past five minutes. Mm-hmm. How diverse Image Comics is. Yeah. It is absurd. Yeah. And just the the fact that Image Comics has now become... You'd think, hey, I can... Uh, so for movies, I'm going to do an indie movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little bigger indie movie. And now I'm going to do a Hollywood... Like a big Hollywood movie. Right. Like you'd start with Blumhouse mm-hmm. or, A40, or A24 mm-hmm. where you could... Where they will accept you, and then you'll get to Disney and Paramount and right mid guys. It's the opposite with comics. Mm-hmm. You start with like your little stuff, and then you get to Marvel and DC. You get hired by Marvel and DC. That's like the step. But then to be a big guy at Image, that's where you want to be. Right? Is you want to be one of the guys that is writing Saga or Paper Girls or Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you don't. You're not going to write Walking Dead, but you want to yeah. be the person that. That's where you go. You create because that's this, where you matter. Yeah, you create this new and original thing, and people just associate this idea with you. Yeah. Um, even to this day, Marvel and DC, the creators are pretty unknown. Uh, Scott Snyder is known. Yeah. Uh, Jim Lee's back at DC, or Jim Lee's been at DC since 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's pretty known. But it's it's hard to write. Gail Simone is pretty well known without being an image. Mm-hmm. But the people who like read these comics, uh, it's hard. This is kind of hard to hard to describe. People who read comics, if you read an image comic, you are much more likely to know the creators mm-hmm. than you are if you're reading comics at DC or Marvel. Yeah, I buy it because, like Brian Michael Bendis, we know his name from what he did at Mar- uh, Image first and then into Marvel. Right. He made his name at Marvel or at Image and mm-hmm. then went to Marvel and people were like, "Hey, I know this guy from uh he made uh going to scroll up. He made Powers." <laughs> right. He's really cool. He made his name. And now he's at Marvel. So that's why we knew him there and then when he came over and wrote action is writing action comics mm-hmm. because everyone who's good goes to DC. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, your name is made at Image. Mm-hmm. That's where you want, and your name is made at Paramount and Disney and being Christopher Nolan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's Image. Yep. Questions, Matt. Comments, concerns. Why is it that when we read Image comics, we like exactly opposite stuff? That's a good fucking question. Because so we loaned each other our respective stacks of Image comics. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. So you actually did really like God Country and Witches, both of yes. which I also really liked. Yeah. Uh, but the ones you loaned me were the first four volumes of East of West. Yep. And uh, Descender, Volume One. Mm-hmm. And there were another couple in there. Um, Saga. Saga. Saga, Volume One. And that might have been it. Well, I also loaned you Killer Be Killed. 
That's true. When I had those. I did really like or Killer Beagle. That's not when I had those. That's that's very up there with me. Yeah. Um, but you really liked Saga. I didn't like it so much. You didn't like Descender. I really liked it. You liked East or West. I didn't like it. Those are three examples after a lot of stuff we've read, though. You liked Long Halloween better than Year One. I liked Year One a lot better. Well, we both liked them both, though. I didn't like Long Halloween that much. You didn't? Not so much. Oh. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like this is a recurring question of, like, why we like different things. Yeah. But, you know, that's what makes our dynamic work. Exactly. If we just both liked everything, all the same things... That'd be so boring. That'd no be conflict. so boring. Conflict's what makes podcasts great. And also, if we liked, if we both liked everything, we just end up being Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's great. Everything's awesome. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, it, Image Comics is such a diverse location. That's yeah. There's something for everyone. Maybe yeah. you don't like East of West, but maybe you like witches. Maybe you don't like Kill or Be Killed because you're not actually a human. You're like a, you don't have a subhuman brain. troglodyte with half a brain. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no, I went there. <laughs> uh, but then maybe Saga's the God thing damn for you. savage. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's it's, it's just a wide variety of exciting and rich ideas. Because comics mm-hmm. is such a unique medium. You can't get away with some of the stuff. Yeah. That they do in comics in any other medium. Mm-hmm. And so you get these just completely original worlds and stories. Yeah. And I love it. And it's Image Succeeds because it does not do shared worlds. Yeah. Like, with, and we've talked about, you know, I was about to say that. I don't know if we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. I know it's been mentioned, but it could have been in the in the last time we were trying True. this episode. Again, for the sake of making sure, I don't want to do this episode a third time. Come on. Wake up. Good, we're still going. Cool. Uh, with DC and Marvel, you've got to make sure that what Wonder Woman does isn't violating what Superman's doing. Right. You can't have Metropolis get taken over by Hades at the same time that Superman is dealing with Lex Luthor. Right. Like, it just doesn't that, – that doesn't work because right. you read it and you go, wait a second. Where's Lex Luthor and all this? Yeah. But you got Witches, God Country, Walking Dead, uh, The Wicked and the Divine – fucking spawn is still going Mm -hmm. all these completely different universes you can do what you want you can end the world and it won't affect anything um it's just fucking bonkers how like it it's just diverse and you can go into it and you go that looks interesting that looks fucking weird i'm gonna go read it also you didn't do bonk 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 i'm ashamed of you (gasps) bonk 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 uh (laughs) (laughs) i was looking for a way to put bonkers in and then i had nowhere to go after I said bonkers, because you didn't do it. I literally said it so that you would call I, me out I forgot on I was supposed to do you that. You failed. I know. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> any, any other like, things uh, you want to... No, I don't think so. I'm just really glad it exists. Go read Image Comics, y'all. Yeah. Like, Let it, let us know what Image Comics you like. Yeah. It, uh, Marvel and DC are hard to jump into because it's like you start reading a comic and you're like, oh, suddenly there's eight other characters that I know nothing about. Why are they doing this? Hmm, there's some character building I don't know that is happening elsewhere. Yeah. You just pick up the first issue of, uh, you know what? Let me, I'm going to hit the wrong button. Uh, I'm going to, I'm stalling because I want to go find whatever Image Comics is releasing right now. Uh, so I'm going to their Instagram page where they post all of their new things. Just like our Instagram um, page, at Justice Losers Pod, where we occasionally post pictures of things. There you go. I posted a picture of Ben Mendelsohn from Animal Kingdom. Or, is that what it's called? 
Yes, yeah. Animal Kingdom. I had to check my own notes. Uh, Lazarus Project. That sounds fun. Uh, Lazarus Risen is... Uh, who wrote this? Rucka? Oh, uh, Greg Rucka. He did a lot of stuff with DC. Okay. Uh, but yeah, number one was released on February 24th. So, so yeah. the second one hasn't even come out yet. Yeah. Go fucking read that. Go get into it. Like, just start reading, and that's... Mm-hmm. It's it's great material to get yourself comfortable with reading comics. Yeah. And it's a great thing to support. Like, some of these people, uh, they're newbies and just, like, submitted something. Like, I might be submitting Ross. Nick and I might submit mm-hmm. our first volume of Ross at Image and just see what happens. Sure. Um. So, yeah. Go read those. All right. Shall we? We shall. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our second attempt at the Image Woo! Comics episode. That worked! Yeah. Watch it have crashed in the last five minutes. I fucking swear to God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and Podbean. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, or we're just, just Us Losers. You know how to search on Facebook if you're a grown-up 21st century person. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at Justice Losers Pod. Not, and- in which case, I apologize for all the swear words, but you should not be watching this or listening to this because it has the explicit tag on it, you fucking eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it does have the explicit tag on it. Good. It should. Uh, we're also on Instagram, where I post pictures of Ben Mendelsohn. Um, that's also at Justice Losers Pod. Uh, if you want to submit your idea for a comic, you want to... What did you just trip over? Oh. If you want to submit your idea for your own comic that you want to have published at image you can send us your outline and all your sketches to justice losers pod and we definitely won't steal the idea and try this to publish it idea. ourselves okay uh so we've done i'm gonna sit you down. should sit down yeah it sounds weird when so you're we've had those uh uh we're creative episodes mm-hmm. if you guys have any like just like pitches just like a sentence or two of just a pitch mm-hmm. like you don't even have it thought out you're just like hmm make something of this mm-hmm. i'm I I know I am. I don't mm-hmm. know about you very much because I do it more than you do. I'm mm-hmm. good at just like winging what a story is of like like what we what you can make out of it. Mm-hmm. You're in a fucking earthquake, or were you just shaking your head really hard? It was definitely your head. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, do those, and we'll maybe like make an episode of that if you just like comment just some absurd uh, comic premise, and I'll make something of it. Turtles with three wings. Not now. <laughs> yeah, no. If you've got a favorite, write that down though. Yeah, if you've got a, if you've got a favorite image comic that you wanted to tell us that we should have talked about because you're so excited about it and we just didn't even mention it, uh, hit us up on one or many of those mediums. Uh, you can find our Captain Marvel review that we just did on all those places where we put reviews. Um, I don't know if I made a Facebook post for it. Yeah, I did. I did. I'll probably write a review. That'll end up going on our Facebook. Uh, let's see. What are we talking about next week? Fuck! We're talking about something next week. Kill time! Stop! Uh, yeah, so... um, Balls. They're, yes. they're a thing. You are the worst at stalling, dude. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Us is coming out. So we're talking about Jordan Peele. If you've got a favorite Key and Peele sketch or if you've got some fun Jordan Peele factoid or if you've got him chained up in your basement, send us pics. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, no, no, seriously, though. That'd be dope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it, 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 I mean, if you can if you can somehow surreptitiously transport him here in chains, 
we'd love to have him interrogate him at gunpoint for the podcast yeah for the clicks yeah so yeah no let it let us know what you think about jordan peele he's pretty cool isn't he uh i've said all the things right tell us your favorite key and peel sketch yeah do that Cause... also tell your friends not your favorite keel peel sketch tell oh, your yeah. friends oh, about shit. us hey matt cut this into the beginning of the episode okay uh, just a reminder for what you uh, for you guys, what we we have this thing that we're gonna do. Uh, if you, we are going to do a twelve hour episode, uh, finding a way to do it for charity. If you guys can get, if there's uh, four times this happened where you comment that you told a friend to watch a specific episode, one that they're you think that they would be most interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they really like DC comics, don't tell them to listen to a Marvel review or something. Right. Like, tell them to listen to something that is DC comic related. Yep. Uh. And so you comment which one you told a friend to watch mm-hmm. or listen to, and then they have to comment on that episode. Just something that is related to the episode. Like balls, don't, mostly. Don't, don't just say balls. Like, say, like, comment on something we said or something like that. Something to prove that they actually listened to it. Uh, if we get that four times, we're going to do a 12-hour episode uh, at least, give or take. It will be exactly 12 hours. We're going to time it perfectly because we are – podcast gods you know we are holding ourselves to that now and we're gonna do it for charity we're gonna find okay. a way to do it for charity probably set up like a tally of how many times i say the word fuck and i have to give like five dollars to swear uh, a dollar to charity yeah <laughs> Woo, that would get expensive uh do something like that where well we're, we donate to charity or something but do that uh and then oh yeah so back to the episode all right Edit that into this. yep i'll bye. do that thing. bye bye bye